Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. website for details. Good news, everybody. 2020 is almost over. And uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it, it is over. <laughs> but the bad news is we lost some absolutely iconic musicians this year. Most notably, Neil Peart and Eddie Van Halen. One of the casualties of 2020 was singer, guitarist, and founder of the band Mountain, Leslie West. Now, back in 2015, I was extremely blessed to be able to interview Leslie West for bluesrockreview.com. He was super kind uh, and, and, you know, generous with his time. I mean, I think the dude, like, talked, like, welcomely gave me, like, a half an hour with him. Uh, He didn't know me from Adam. But he did a great interview. I mean, just as if he was on the Howard Stern show. Uh, he was also freaking hilarious. We laughed a lot, and it was an experience that I'm going to cherish for the rest of my life. Now, the interview, this is a kind of a good thing that happened out of a bad thing, uh, was picked up in Rolling Stone and Guitar World magazines uh, uh, websites uh, uh, about a week or so ago when it happened. So, pretty cool. So. Check it out. If you want to see the full interview, I have a link for it in the notes. But so on the reason I'm telling you all is because on this week's Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast, we're going to celebrate the lives and the music of Eddie Van Halen, Neil Peart, Lizzie West, as well as a bunch of other icons that we lost this year. It's going to be a fun but heartfelt look back at some of the most amazing musicians and their legacy. Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. everybody welcome back to the ludini rock and roll circus uh something kind of interesting just happened in the studio as i was doing that uh, very heartfelt uh introduction that i took hours to compose lily gave herself a makeover she looks completely different wonder woman yeah yeah she just spun around just like one like <laughs> diana prince and uh wow you look completely different all i really did was take my hair down i'm not gonna lie you look crazy it's crazy <laughs> What, what a girls can do, like what, what the ladies can do with their hair and all that jazz. Right, Keith? I can't, I can't do a show with mine. I know. Mine won't do anything either. Uh, but anyways, you are listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, go to lulombardimusic.com. Yeah, you can get on our list. We send out cool emails all the time. It'll give you access to our uh, private Facebook group where everybody, all they do is hang out all day and talk about music. Sounds like a little slice of heaven, doesn't it? lulombardimusic.com. Oh, by the way, I'm giving away a free EP, so check that out. And there's more music to come. Uh, some stuff I did with Keith is going to finally uh, come out real soon, as well as some stuff I'm doing with some other guys here in Pittsburgh. So it's going to be real cool. You want to check it out. Uh, I want to talk about our uh, first sponsor tonight, which is Wolfscustoms.online. There's no reason, guys, no reason at all to get uh, up there on a gig 
or a, uh, your virtual gig or whatever and have the same boring looking guitar as the you know as everybody else out there you know we've all seen the cherry sunburst we've all seen uh, the the uh, tobacco burst we've all seen this and that you know uh, Daphne blue seafoam green what you want to do is you want to get a hold of Chris Thunderwolf Dodson at Wolf's Customs Online, and Chris will set you up with a custom paint job on your in guitar. And so he does basses, drums. Uh, Keith did a great job for uh, Keith here at the at the circus. Uh, so you want to go to Wolf's Customs Online, talk to Chris Thunderwolf Dodson about all the different things that they can do. Um, if you got a website, there's some great photos there and things you can check out as well. But get a hold of them and don't forget to tell them Ludini sent you. And real quick, I want to give a shout out to Rock Rage Radio. Com. Rock Rage carries this podcast faithfully every week, uh, despite their own better judgment, and we are very grateful for that. And we're wishing uh, Rock Rage Radio and all the folks there a wonderful new year and looking forward to 2021 with you guys. Uh, speaking of Rock Rage Radio, we have the full Ludini Power Trio in the house today. We have... Keith the Hawk Hawkins and Lily V6. Lily V6 is from Rock Rage Radio. I am from Rock Rage Radio. Yes, and your show is Hot Licks. Hot Licks with Lily Six on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And Keith the Hawk Hawkins is in the house. So what is going on, Hawk? You know, man, just living the dream. One day at a time. That's all Matter of can... fact, I'm, I'm living so one day at a time. My nickname is Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have wow. a tool belt? Later on, me and Mackenzie Phillips are going to do blow off the toilet. Nice. <laughs> we have to edit that out. Thank you. Where's, where's, where's Belly Bernelli when you need her? Uh, she's weeping. She's still at, in mourning. She's still in mourning. She's weeping at Eddie's grave. Um, anyways, so we are uh, the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and we are going to be talking. We're talking about the uh, some of the amazing musicians that we lost in 2020. So, um, and we, t- we let's just try to keep it positive. So, if you can say something happy, I appreciate We're up. it. We're up. We're up. We're up. This is all up. All right. So, so this is up. This is smiles, smiles, everyone. <laughs> so, l- let's just go ahead. We'll jump in with Lily. Um, in no particular order. You know, we're just probably going to be talking some- about some of our favorites, I would imagine. Legit. So, uh, Legit. what do you got, Lily? I'll just start with Little Richard. Um, Everybody knows who that is, right? But anyway, he's the innovator, the originator, the architect of rock and roll. He uh, he was most celebrated in the 1950s. Tutti Frutti, we all know that song. Um, unfortunately, we lost him on May 9th of this year, age of 87, um, from bone cancer. But he was um, he received many tributes from many popular mu- musicians after that. Bob Dylan, Paul McCartney, Mick Jagger, John Fogarty, Elton John, and so many more. But uh, he was a very celebrated musician. And... Um, a lot of people were influenced by him. He was one of the first, so there it is. Possibly, possibly the first right. song ever to have the rock and roll beat yeah. was Tutti Frutti. I wasn't there, but you listen to it. A lot of songs before that still had that swinging shuffle vibe to it. To, you know, got that you know almost like a jazz feel. Mm-hmm. He was he was one of the first ones to bring out that straight eighth note, just rock and roll kind of feel that basically took the world by storm. But I mean, it's all behind that. That backbeat that launched that kind of music, but definitely, a, definitely a pioneer of rock and roll. And I mean, what can you say about the guy? I mean, a lot of his songs are very short, simple, have a very you know the same chord structure through him. He does the woo and in every freaking song, mm-hmm. but it is him 
soon as you hear that voice, as soon as you hear that piano, he lights he lights it up, and he basically has he had a long full life. And God bless him, man. May you rest in peace, because you are one of the definitely architects of rock and roll. And without him, it might have been a little bit different. He definitely set a precedent that wasn't you know often often try to be duplicated, but really wasn't. You know, he um, little Richard <laughs> also had a religious conversion mm. and uh <laughs> and, and and talked a lot about it you know he had made the rounds in the uh, sort of in the sort of religious community as well he was one of those people kind of like um um it kind of like you know he reminded me a little bit of johnny cash in that way you know how johnny walked that line between yeah. like being like really hip and really cool but also kind of having this like kind of christian thing going on and little richard was kind of like that in his in his own way um, was, was just, he was just a very wildly interesting person, an amazing uh, stage presence mm. that uh, Prince <laughs> really copied, Jimi Hendrix copied. It wasn't just the music. Yeah, I mean, you know, exactly. I mean, yeah, uh, James Brown is inspired by Little Richard, absolutely. So, <laughs> I mean, he's, it's, he's, he's a true icon of music. Yeah, again, if we didn't have him, I mean, that would have been like, you know, rock and roll could have been a lot different. I mean, he definitely had the flamboyance and had that bigger than life persona and just, but a lot of people try to talk to talk and he did it, man. He walked the walk, talked to talk, did his whole thing. And he was just a guy that just was a legendary performer and songwriter, singer. I mean, he had the whole package. What are you going to do? You know, rest in peace, little Richard. Rest in peace, little Richard. Um, I'm going to go next. Because I want to talk about a guy <laughs> who has <laughs> this guy has connections from everybody from let me see here he has connections with Mick Fleetwood Mick Fleetwood to <coughs> Kirk Hammett of Metallica that is how this guy's musical influence has just. <laughs> Like larger than life, and he had a very tragic fall from grace for a long period of time. But family found him and worked with him, and he ended up having a really big comeback in a in a different genre many many years later. And I'm talking about the wildly innovative and wildly interesting guitarist Peter Green. Uh, Peter Green uh, came into prominence in uh, in in England. As a member, no, see, Eric Clapton was not the only famous guitar player from John Mayall's Blues Breakers. <laughs> Peter Green was also in that band. He came, he did, uh, um, he played after the Greenie, uh, the Beanie, excuse me, the Beanie. Um, there's a Beanie and a Greenie in this story. After the, the not Beanie, but Beano album. And um, that is just an, just as amazing record. And then went on to work with, that's where he ended up meeting uh, John McVie and Fleetwick, Fleet. Mick, Mick Fleet- Fleetwood. Ah, I can't talk tonight. Mick Fleetwood. And that this was the impetus for a band, Fleetwood Frickin' Mac. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so you see where this guy starts. He starts his, his, with John Mayall, where Eric Clapton came out of John Mayall, and now all of a sudden we've got Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we all know what happens there. You know, eventually that situation falls apart. The reason it does is because Peter, who is all, already a kind of psychologically interesting person, uh, be, got invited to a party while the band was on tour in Germany and was uh, given something, which to this day we do not know what. And caused him to have a serious mental decline for many, 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 many years. He became a vagabond. He became homeless. Eventually, family found him, and he got he got healthy again. And he went out and he made a splash and was not did some Grammy nominated blues albums uh, in the uh, in the nineties and two thousands. <clears throat> but uh, the the real connection to all these people is this guitar he had. He had a Gibson Les Paul. With a one pickup while uh, that was turned around backwards, and the uh, the the um, guitar was affectionately known as Greeny, and Greeny got sold eventually. It's classic. It's the guitar on the record with John Mayhall's Blues Breakers and all the iconic Fleetwood Mac stuff he did, and it got got sold to. A bu- to, to different, various people over the years, but one of the most prominent people was um, another guy who passed away, the blues guitarist, uh, Gary Moore. Uh, so he had it for a long time. After Gary died, it was ended up in the hand of a collector briefly, and now it is owned by none other by, than Kirk Hammett from Metallica. And Kirk takes it on the road. Wow. It has, like, it's like in a special case, and somebody's in charge of it, and there's, like, cameras on it at all times. I don't know if any of that's true, but it sounds cool. It does sound um, cool. But the rest of the story is true, though. but no, Kirk Hammett that, has that guitar that, now. That's all that matters. Sometimes if it's not true, it don't matter. Long as, as long as it's an interesting story, right? But uh, check it out, man. Uh, uh, just an amazing guitar player with a span- influence spanning decades of rock in a kind of sneaky way mm-hmm. that you don't really uh, that you don't really think about. So, Peter Green, go. What do you got, Keith? I said before the show that uh, this was a hard year, not just for everybody, but especially drummers. There are just so many drummers that passed away this year. And most of them are, are pretty well known, I would think. So I'm going to go with um, the great Frankie Benali from Quiet Riot, of course. He's also played with Wasp and several other bands. But he's responsible for some of the most, I think, well-known drum intros of all time and frankie kept that band together through thick and thin and probably 800 members later he was still rolling with that and we unfortunately lost his battle this year and it's just uh it's sad to see but he had a very uh he had that unique kind of john bonham sort of you know the big drum big sound big backbeat yeah it was a very solid player and uh just from what i understand just a, a genuinely good human being too so that's uh that helps sometimes with uh when you see these people that are famous and you look up to them, you're like, I hope he's, I would hope that he's a good dude. And that from all reports I've ever heard that he, he was. So that rest in peace, Frankie Benali, you are between, you know, come on, fill the noise and mental health. There's are some of the, you know, great well-known uh, drum intros of all time. And, you know, he's keeping the beat up in heaven now, you know, so there you go. There's a very cool documentary, Keith. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, the, the, the Quiet Riot one, I've seen it. Yeah. Where they're trying to find the singer. They want to kind of get the thing going again, and they can't find yeah, it's the actually really, singer. That's actually really good. I don't know if I would like it or not. I get those things about 
a half hour, and I usually just I usually just go on my life. But <laughs> that one there, I kind of you ever it seen Lily? Me in. Yeah, I've seen them all. Yeah. I, I've sucked, you know, it sucked me in, and that's you know, it's one of them things where I think it was a uh, it's a it's a it's a good documentary. I don't remember the name of it, but I mean, yeah, it's uh it was definitely good, and it's interesting to see like how people go through like. I mean, some of them people like that, you know, unfortunately that are, we'll call aging musicians. They don't know how to do anything else, man. They got to keep that shit together somehow. So whether it's going from, you know, in their heyday playing sold out arenas to playing at the freaking rip festival somewhere. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're still doing it. And that's, you know, you got to give it to that because I mean, what are they supposed to do? Go work at, you know, Home Depot. Right. I mean, it's Frankie Benelli, for God's sake. That's all sake. they know, you know is being a musician. Yeah, it's all you know. You know the joke, right? My cousin my cousin wanted to hire uh, a Molly Hatchet tribute band for his son's graduation. We just got but, Molly Hatchet instead. But they were too disgusting. Too uh, too disgusting. They were too expensive, so he <laughs> got the right, just, hired, just hired Molly Hatchet. <laughs> there so you go. So that's, that's, I did hear that joke before. That is exactly it. <laughs> Anyways, you might be a redneck if you're from Pittsburgh and you want to hire Molly Hatchet. So, <clears throat> Lily, what you got? Um, next on my list is Charlie Daniels, Uncle Charlie. Uh, he passed away July 6th of this year. Um, Singer-songwriter known for his southern rock contributions, country, bluegrass. Uh, best known for uh, The Devil Went Down to Georgia, which everybody knows. Even the Muppets have done a cover of The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Um <laughs> He unfortunately he was 83, so he lived a long life. Uh, had a stroke, but he was. I got. I had the chance to meet him at our Washington County Fair. Okay. Super nice guy. He comes over. He lets me sit next to him. He's talking to me about music. He signs a little paper and just super cool. Loved him. He's been in a couple movies I like, um, like Urban Cowboy. But yeah, I just love him. Little Southern um, rock there. He has a. Uh, um. He had some other really cool songs that went right after he did Devil Went Down to Georgia. I like Uneasy Rider because I think it's hysterical and it reminds me of all my friends that are just trying to get out of town after they go to a gay bar. So <laughs> that is one of my favorite songs. Um, he had, um, now he, he, he has several. He has, oh, he, yeah. has, he has like, he has some very cool, uh, um, he had some very cool songs that came out in that. The song's going to do it again. Yeah. What's the, he also uh, has. I think it's the same song. I mean, I, I'm, I suck with song titles anymore. Just later, latter stages of my life. But the uh, the one where people love him is the uh, you, you go and lay your hands on a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and I think they'll you'll find out they understand. So that's in America, did you? You never yeah, did yeah. think that it ever would happen again, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that, there you go. That's, you. that's the song there. And uh, if if you could, you'd be. Love forever. All you have to do is mention the word Pittsburgh. You can play there for the rest of your life. Yeah. So rest, rest, in, rest in peace, Charlie Daniels. Devil One Down in Georgia is probably one of the greatest. That's if that's classified a country tune or southern rock tune. It's probably one of the better ones of all time. So, absolutely, it's uh, absolutely iconic. It uh, it just tells a story. <laughs> you know, that's a really we you and I have talked about that before. I know mm. this one reason why you like Iron Maiden because they do. Because so I much. like the song that tells the story. Yeah, you like the song. <laughs> that song actually almost got me beat up one night. Though. Well, in a fight. <laughs> I was in a country. I was in a country rock band. I'll make it quick. I was in a country rock band at that big ass place out in. Uh, it was out in North Hills somewhere. It was a huge like barn looking venue. Anyway, they had a battle of the bands there, and the band I was in did double one down in Georgia, and the fiddle player was killing it, and that brought the house down 
but we were the only country rock band on the bill. Everything else was like punk or metal. And when we won the actual contest, because just to that song, there was a bunch of like mulleted, you know, haired dudes outside waiting for us with like, nice. you know, the, they got the fingerless gloves on and the tight jeans and the, they were going to throw us uh, on the hood of the uh, IROC Z and beat the shit out of us. <laughs> All over Charlie Daniels. Wow. We oh. still won the contest, which was the, the first prize was, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was 10 hours of studio time from some shitty studio. <laughs> Um, not all rockers are, who's, uh, I want to finish. I want to get into this. Not all rockers are just in front, out front. This guy has an interesting career because you, <clears throat> there's a lot of behind the scenes people, you know, Frankie Benali, great drummer, but not, he's not, the, he's not Kevin Dubrow. Right. Right. You know what I'm he's, saying? He's not he's the more guy you're supporting looking at. Music. He's not more no. of a supporting uh, person in the band. Okay, and this guy, what I'm going to talk about next, he was the front man, and he also did a lot of interesting things behind the scenes, and that was Adam Schlesinger, who, for the uh, guitarist and, or excuse me, the bass player and the primary vocalist uh, for the and songwriter for the band Fountains of Wayne. Oh, now, yeah. Fountains of Wayne's, of course, biggest song that everybody remembers is Stacy's mom. mom, and it's got this <laughs> iconic video, and it's an insanely catchy song. I mean, it's like, I wish I could get the song on my head kind of song. You know yeah. what I mean? However. <laughs> but. However, what else, did he, what else did he do? He's done a, a million things. He's very active uh, in television. He has written songs that were performed by um, uh, Matt, just about everybody, including Super Drag, The Monkees, uh, Bowling for Soup, The Jonas Brothers, Katy Perry, just like involved with everything, like lot, everyone. Yeah, like everyone. He's a he's a songwriter who's where a lot of people uh, did his songs. Um, <laughs> he co-wrote songs for musical theater for uh, an adaptation of John Waters' "Cry Baby." He's <laughs> done more television that like I could probably go through here on this podcast. Um, everything from uh, <laughs> uh, the Disney Parks Christmas Day Parade. With Neil Patrick Harris to Saturday Night Live to the Howard Stern Show to freaking Sesame Street, okay. And one of the biggest things he did. And this is like, if you're if anybody's out there's a musician or songwriter, you're gonna be kind of like blown away by this. Um, he wrote songs and was executive music producer for the comedy Crazy Ex Girlfriend, where he had to write and perform at least two original songs every episode. Wow. That is a lot of freaking songwriting. And everything... No, pre no, no, pre no pressure there, you know? Pretty much everything he did was really good. He was just, you know, just uh, just like, it, you know, it, he really wasn't a slouch. He was just like like kind of a renaissance man of, um, of music. And um, I was a huge Fountains of Wayne fan. If you have never heard the album Traffic and Weather, get it. It's every song is just will put a big smile on your face. It's that super fun, fun rock, pop stuff. Stuff you, guys, you can't get out of your you head. You just can't. You it's just catchy tune. Speaking, yeah. speaking of not getting out of your head, the one I know him for, which I just found out recently, which was like an hour ago. Um, he also wrote the uh, the song for That Thing You Do, the one the Oneidas were playing. That's right. He actually wrote that. So that was something I did not I know, didn't but know the guy, that. the guy was definitely, yeah, it was like on a YouTube video or something. I seen. if you just like type in artists we lost in 2020, then he comes up in like pretty much every one of them. He's in, like you said, 
he's done a ton of like TV. And he mentioned that show he does where he does the two original songs. That was something he's done, I think, more recently. But that, that even going back to the, the Tom Hanks film, that thing you do, which is a great movie, but all the catchy songs in that, I'm pretty sure he has. Yeah. You mean Jimmy <laughs> didn't write those from the Oneaters? <laughs> yeah. The well, he only wrote the only wrote <laughs> one he wrote was that uh the one uh, I'm alone in my principles, which he <laughs> yes. went back to Reverend wrote. If you know what I'm talking about there, mm. but I think I think you do. I love that movie. <laughs> it is a great movie. I mean, it's it's got Tom Hanks in it, so it's kind of hard to suck. You know, Liv Tyler sold me to watch it. So <laughs> I, I should. Yeah, I mean, that was, I there's the one. There's the again. one. There's the one scene in that movie where she looks at um at Jimmy with what what I call the uh, come and get me eyes. So that's always a good spot. Right. That's always a good thing. <laughs> I like the I like the drummer in that movie. He's a oh. kid who gets really into jazz. Yeah, and they all have yeah. stories at the end where they all ended up, and he ended I think up. He was a, he was a jazz with... drummer overall, but he was just kind of doing that gig because he was filling in. But that filling led to a uh, career, you know, a pretty <laughs> a pretty roller coaster ride. Then he stayed on and uh, had, which uh, interestingly interesting is the fact where if you do like there's a little behind the you know movie thing I guess we'll call it those guys actually learn how to play the instruments for that movie I mean there's coaches they're like Billy Ward Kenny Arnoff they're teaching him how to play drums yeah. mm-hmm. and teaching him how to play rock beats teaching him they're showing us like videos of him learning how to play you know some swing stuff and it's a cool like breakdown of like how those guys Steve Zahn's pretty talented I mean he's kind of a dork but I mean it's, just, it's I've seen him in several things where he's like kind of that one dimensional actor but he's funny at least and then what he does and um, uh, what what the hell is the bass player's name? They, he's known as just the, Ethan Embry, but he's known yeah. as just the bass player. He's just the bass player in that movie. But, <laughs> you know, uh, no, no, ba- you know the ba- You know what his name is? They give his name. You know I have the no actor, idea. The actor, the, 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 the actress, the, the character's name is that is played by TB Player. It really? is. Look, watch the credits. Oh, T- TB player. So, wow. I've, never, I've never even heard him. I didn't even know his name in that movie. I just know him. At just yeah. If you watch the show. credits. TB player. I was. I remember, I've seen a movie a couple times, and every time it cracks me up. TB player. That's great. I have to look at that next time I watch it. It's very cool. Chad gonna solo and wipe out tonight. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of having uh, people coach the actors, just as an aside, um, Arlen Roth, the guy who's probably was the first guy. He's Arlen Roth sold teaching VHS tapes uh, through like uh, mag, uh, through like magazine articles, not just VHS tapes, but like he, this was even before he sold like records, like vinyl records you could buy that had him teaching you how to play guitar. So he was like the king of like you know teaching uh, stuff for guitars, and um, he was hired. He taught Ralph Ralph Macchio how to play oh, for, for Crossroads. Crossroads. Nice. And about that because he is playing. He's not. I mean, he's not. He's not guy being recorded, but he could play enough to really make it look like he's playing and um there's that behind the scenes on that and they show him learning and stuff um it's really interesting it's cool stuff uh so lily what do you got or right, who's next i'm sorry i don't care it don't matter go that's ahead. me right i think it's me yeah go okay. ahead go okay. ahead it's all good right <laughs> uh bill withers see i change the order i usually do like either keith then lily than me and i went you i went you know just so happens i don't know what it is but that was my pick too so just go ahead with it okay we i, both I, talk. I right, try so. to keep it as rock and roll as i could but there's just sometimes you like little richard bill withers you can't can't deny the uh, you know the awesomeness there well, you have so to talk ahead. about it. I, hey i mean i didn't know that katie oslin and joe diffie died i was like what oh, the yeah. hell i saw that but anyways, go ahead i've seen joe diffie on one of the videos but yeah definitely yeah. The, actually i've seen bill withers not included in one of these videos, which is blasphemy, but go ahead. Oh. 
Well, he died from heart complications in March, 81. Um, he's um, recorded several hits, Ain't No Sunshine, which is one of my favorites, Lean On Me, Just the Two of Us. Uh, he's won three Grammy Awards, nominated for six more awards. Um, worked as a professional musician for 15 years from 1970 to 85 and moved on to other occupations. I didn't know that part of it, that he just didn't want to be a musician yeah, anymore. Yeah, he, he thought it was really a, a, a CD. Well, he thought it was a CD business. Oh, okay. like, yeah, yeah. Well, like he's kind of shady. He's worked for IBM, Ford, the whole thing. But um, another one, Night, Ain't No Sunshine is my favorite. But after that, he sort of refused to work. Yeah, everyone saw he would show up and do something here yeah. and there. Yeah, he, you said he did not die in 1981. He, he was diagnosed with heart condition. You said he died of a heart condition in 1981. No, I said he was aged 81. Oh, okay. I thought you said he, would, he died. <laughs> no. He died of a heart like, condition Dan, in 1981. I was like, Dan, that's something that's Okay, all right, I got you. No, he died March 20th, aged 81. <laughs> oh, my God. Keith, what did you slip into my drink, brother? <laughs> I'm talking backwards tonight. I said Macwood Fleet or something earlier. That's it's okay. Called, we knew what you meant. It's, it's called the Big Mick. Ah, that that's the, the big Mickey. That's uh, <laughs> something I've rarely done, but I thought tonight you deserved it for some reason. Well, um, yeah, Bill Withers, though, dude. Like, I remember hearing that guy's music and going, "Like, what the hell is this? This is Amazing. like that's some deep shit, man." I got the I got the uh, the the greatest hits on CD, bro. Mm. I, I rocked that shit out. Man. I mean, he's definitely known for those "Lean on Me," uh, "Lovely Days." I've heard my played in the bands down here since I moved here a million times, but my Ultimate, ultimate Bill Withers go to song is Use Me. That shit is funky. That shit is funky as hell. I think Bill Withers is is probably more known as, I mean, if you dig into his career a little bit, he had some problems with his label. He was probably more of a reluctant rock star, if you will. I mean, guy had like a clean cut look and just, you know, but a great, just a great songwriter. I mean, solid guitar player. I mean, that, you know, he, great voice, man. He had just, Catchy songs. I mean, goes goes on and on. But I think he was one of those guys that just probably you know, if you looked up, you know, rock or R and B pop guy in the dictionary, he's not going to be a picture of Bill Withers. But it's you know, <laughs> like I said, I, I know he had some problems with his label. He did think it was a city business, and he kind of was very absentee for long periods of time. So he, but when he was out, he was he was delivering the hits, man. He did his job. <laughs> yes. Oh, he did a job. Uh, do you want to you want to pick somebody else, Keith? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the guy we were speaking of before the uh, for the tune before the show started. I hope we weren't. I don't. I don't want to repeat myself, but we. I talked about the Billy Rifflin, right? Or is that? Yeah, no, no. Get that into on? that. No, with the show hadn't started. Go ahead. Okay, so Billy Rifflin is a guy who I I knew he played with Nine Inch Nails. I knew he played at times with KMFDM. Um, he also did Ministry's bigger albums. Uh, the Mine is a Terrible Thing to Taste. He was also on, I think, it was Psalm 69. But he's always he's he's played on a lot of other, like, more, I don't want to say versatile, but, like, eclectic things, we'll say. That there's, like, R.E.M. He played with R.E.M. for a while and definitely did their last few albums with him. With him. Uh, he was also in King Crimson, which I read in a biography thing. I don't remember that. Period of King Crimson, they go through a lot of You got a pretty, you got to be a pretty serious player to play the King Crimson, dude. Oh, no, there's no, no, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, you know, in there's times where I know King Crimson's, you know, a lot of the times they've had two drummers at times, yeah. you know, two just great players. Uh, when I see them, the only one in time I've seen 
Bill Bruford and Pat Mascalotta, who played with freaking Mr. Mister, played with King Crimson, you know. So it's and they have two drummers to this day, and I don't know the exact, you know, where Billy Rifflin was in the uh, King Crimson camp, we'll say, but uh, the guy definitely could play, and he had a, uh, a very, very uh, long career, man. And hopefully, you know, rest in peace. But once again, the drummers are taking an ass whooping on this one because that's another one. <laughs> Do you have Lee Kerslake on your list? I do, buddy. Yes. Yeah, gotta talk about Lee real quick. We'll get we'll get back to Lily here in a second. Lee Kerslake's a guy that's probably one of the unsung heroes of rock. I mean, he's been on Oz, my favorite Aussie records. He played on stuff that I think that didn't get credited for a long time. He was also uh, a backing vocalist and drummer for Uriah Heep. So, I mean, this guy is probably not the household name you would think, and and in rock star drumming but uh he's played on some big records and didn't get the didn't get the credit he deserved and i think that uh hopefully his legacy will live on after his death unfortunately but i know he's had some problem problems in the past with with sharon osborne and different things i've read about but uh yeah he's definitely been on some some big songs and uh definitely playing with ozzy you're right he i'm sure there's more than that but i'm not uh Lee Clark Kerslake, uh, you know, professional. I don't know everything he's played on, but <laughs> really, those are, those, are, those are the two. I don't know if those exist, but those are the two bigger acts that I know he's played on. I know he got the shaft on a lot of the Aussie stuff, so that's you know, unfortunate. Um, but I uh, there's a really uh, you could probably still find it on YouTube. I'm sure. Sad video of it's probably from like maybe 2018 um, with him pleading on camera. Well, not pleading with, not so much pleading, but just sort of like saying that, hey, you know, the only thing I want, I don't want any money from the from the stuff with Ozzy. I would just want the two gold records that I was owed. And, yeah, he uh, wanted basically he just wanted those two gold records. He's, I never got my gold records, so I don't know what happened. Like I, I, I was following the story briefly because uh, Eddie Trunk was talking about it, but I'm never sure. So someone in the audience wants to chime in and. Uh, let us know. It was, we, it was. I heard it was Sharon Osbourne was giving him a hard time about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, you know, she went back and re-recorded uh, "Blizzard of Oz." Um, they kept Ozzy's voice and they kept Randy's guitar and they put two other musicians on it. I think what's his name? The guy plays in Metallica as the bass player. What's his name? Robert Trujillo. Yeah, yeah. I think he was the bass player on it. Um, I don't know about that, dude. Like. Ooh. Anyway, so, what, so I mean, no matter what, Sharon Osbourne comes across as like some sweet little English woman. Sometimes I think she can turn dime. No, on no, 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 no. She's very shrewd. She's, she's a fucking she, shark. Yeah, she, I think she'd cut your throat for fifty dollars. Hell you know I mean? yeah, maybe fifty cents. <laughs> um, what? So, do we any comments, Lil? We uh, well, we have Bobby Lamondi watching. Yay, Bobby Lamondi! Uh, Todd Kane said he saw Charlie Daniels and Molly Hatchet together in the eighties. Um, hey, Todd, what's up, bro? Thank you for the Christmas wish. I did appreciate that. Ed Roman's watching. And Ed, Ed, what's up? Red Omen. I love you, brother. And we got Beth, our super fan, watching. Beth. So. Beth's, uh, is that her husband's having some problems? Yes. Yeah, he's having a, some health issues. So uh, we, we she's been kind of, sweetie, you, you know, we, we totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> we do appreciate it. Um, uh, so um, we, who do you have next on your list, Lily? Um, next on my list is Paul Chapman, best known for UFO and Lone Star guitarist. Um he had joined Skid Row in the 70s, replacing Gary Moore, and first uh, joined UFO in 1974. 
of course, he left UFO due to differences um, with the band and went on to form Lone Star, where he remained until June 1978. The country band. I, yes. <laughs> wow, this guy is an eclectic musician. And in 77... Well, I was going to say, if it's going from UFO to Lone Star, that's a hell of a departure, man. So it, uh, that's interesting. Uh, you got to respect that, right, Keith? The guy that can, uh, those are two very uh, successful bands. It's not like his country band. Yeah, you're, band, uh, you're, like yeah, you're definitely... Yeah. What was he, the guitar player? Or no? Guitarist. The ba- no, yeah. Pete, Wayne, Pete Wayne was the bass player. He freaking died, too. No, so, yeah, uh, he passed well. away, too. He lost two UFOers. And um, um, he filled in for Michael Schenker and UFO and when they were touring for Rush. And he died on his 66th, 66th birthday in June of this year due to a stroke. But he accomplished some good things. So. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Good <laughs> for him, man. Do you want you want to mention Pete Way? Do you have Pete Way on your list, real quick? I do. I gotta find it. I let's know just, I have him. Since we're talking, since we're on a UFO, since we're kick. on that kick, Pete Way. Pete. Yeah, just a quickie died, with so. Pete. Maybe I didn't. We have love him. quick. You don't have him. Bass player, founder of one yeah, of founding members. Oh, there he is. There he is. I knew I had both of them. Uh, bass player uh, for UFO. Yeah, bass player. Gotta give a little bass player some love for <laughs> for UFO from '68 to '82. Um, also founding member of Wasted. 68 to 82. He was in those same band from 68 to 82. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, I don't know, Keith. <laughs> Can you imagine being in the same band? <laughs> Without, well, did he kill anyone? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. But he was I mean, the- hey, I mean, if, if it's, uh, if, if the money's good, but I mean, you know, ask Joey Kramer <laughs> about that shit. He was, you know, in and out of Aerosmith how many times okay. in the last year? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, he's also the founder of Wasted and Fastway which is one of my favorite bands. Um, Say what you will. He also worked with Ozzy and Michael Schenker. Um, he died at age 69 one week after his birthday in August of this year. He had life-threatening in- injuries from an accident, so that's how he died. But, um, again, another one who has done a lot of good things. Well, what was cool about uh, UFO was, what was it, Twenty was it 2019? They, did, they, were, they were doing yes, that big and world. Yes, and I saw it, and it was world, wonderful. Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> Middle of the tour, part of the tour, the, was a keyboard player uh, yeah. pa- passed away suddenly. Just just went into his hotel room and never woke up again. I mean, that's the way to go. You're on tour with a band. You're rocking out. You go to sleep, and you're done. I think that's how most musicians want to do it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> like, like, that's too, just the John Bond and Jimi Hendrix thing, you know? It's just kind of. Well, as long as. Well, the John Bond and Jimi Hendrix had, the, like, the choke on vomit I kind of feel there was suffering there. Well, they really, were kind of. They were, they were pretty loaded. But, I mean, at the same time, I don't, you know, kind of. I don't know how much they struggled, but I mean, they just kind of went in their sleep, we'll say. So. Yeah, Pete Way, Paul Chapman, U- UFO. So I'm going to say pretty much UFO's probably done. UFO had some problems this year. <laughs> UFO's probably not a thing anymore. I'm just, I'm just saying. I kind of feel like they probably don't need to do it anymore. They're good. Um, I just want to give a shout out real quick to uh, Leslie West. And you can, I, I, I have it in the... Um, in the show notes where you can go to read my interview with him. Um, unfortunately, I, I do have the audio. I'm going to find it out. I'm going, I'm going to put put it out. I'm going to send it out as an email yeah, to, to everybody. Because uh, I, I don't I don't know how his management stuff would take me just publishing, like, without permission, the audio to that. But if you guys want to hear it, I will. I, I want to put it because he was great. And it was so gracious. Just just really, it was really touching. It's nice when they're... But just real quick, um, uh, uh, primarily known for... Um, the band Mountain, Mississippi Queen, you know what I mean. But uh, was part of uh, West Bruce and Lang. That's a a a, a, oh. a a super super group I didn't with know that Jack last Bruce one. and Corky Lang, and the Vagrants. I didn't realize was another that. band that he was in, and I believe this is probably with um, this is an early band. Sixties. Uh, yeah. So, any, anyways, um, amazing guitar sound. 
And um, there's not really much I just want to say. Frequent favorite on the Howard Stern show, too. So if you can go back and listen to his uh, things that he was, I was, was, I was really, really, really going to mention that. I was going to mention that. Yeah, he definitely was. Uh, well, I don't think he left. He might have kind of just stayed there. And, I don't know if he was, was sweeping up and sleeping in the back. I don't know. But he, <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely liked to hang out. He definitely liked to hang out at the Stern show. Stern loved him. So that's, you know. <laughs> And but the, uh, I really the guy and I also want to mention. Well, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll mention this person later. Who wants to go next? I mean, Keith, you want to go? I think that's to Keith. I got one that's a, another drummer. Go figure. But this one here is an interesting one because I wasn't even aware that he passed away because I seen an actual lesson about his beat to one of the biggest songs you know that, that he was in. But this guy is W S Fluke Holland. Now this guy was a drummer for Johnny Cash. So he's one of the pioneers of the original the train beat. I mean, it's just one of those guys that come in. You know, he played that deal in most of the Johnny Cash songs. And he uh, was still drumming until, I mean, the guy was in his 80s, man. And was still, wow. like, people different things. He was taking, there was a guy talking about taking lessons from him. And he looked every baby something. But, I mean, he, uh, W.S. Flu Collin definitely was someone that I think probably, is not going to get, you know, known for what's some masterful drummer, but he like had that he had that feel like that Johnny Catch feel that they were going for in their music, and he uh, he was he's definitely a drummer that probably flies under the radar, but is responsible for some different you know country up tempo stuff too, not stuff that's easy to, play, but like you know some of those you know beats he played in and some of the fast train beats he played in the songs like Full from Prison. They're, they're moving along in a pretty good clip, so you have to give credit where it's due. The guy definitely had a this sound. She's pretty steady, and, dude. Uh, pretty, like, pretty rock yeah, solid yeah. with the timing. Sharp like a razor, they would say. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, he, uh, he listened to like most uh, iconic live albums live from Pulse Prison. He definitely plays some very up-tempo things that are probably a little harder than you think to try to actually sit down and play. So it's... Uh, that was the lesson breakdown, but I wasn't aware he passed away, and I think he just passed away within the last few months, maybe. So don't quote me on that, but I think that he definitely, towards the tail end of this year, he was taken from us, unfortunately, like I said. Another kicking the ass of drummers for, you know, 2020, so. Why, you're you, talking, you, ain't, you were a kid when you're saying drummers were really getting it up the butt. <laughs> wow. You guys are so I got at least four. There's, there's. There's probably four or five more, right? I mean, they're not all like super famous, but they're from bands you've heard of before. Yeah. So what do you got? I wasn't even aware of some of these people. Yeah. What do you got, Lily? Um, I'm going to go with one that isn't necessarily a rocker, but Eric Weisberg. Um, oh, yeah. Banjo player known for the dueling banjos featured um, in Deliverance. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, released as um, it reached number two in the States and in Canada. Member of the folk group for the Terriers for years. Uh, he la- later developed a career as a session musician, played and recorded with leading folk, bluegrass, rock, and popular musicians and groups from the middle of the 20th century to its end. Unfortunately, we lost him in March. Um, he was 80, though. Uh, unfortunately, it was Alzheimer's, but still pretty cool. Everybody knows the dueling banjos. So I sing it all the time when I'm in the country. <laughs> um, I'm going to do just a real quick shout out because th- this is probably a. Uh an artist that probably a lot of most people don't know about but he's he's what he's most famously known for is writing the song that Bonnie Raitt had a giant hit with called Angel from Montgomery um but he's it's John Prine who was uh 
just great songwriter. just amazing amazing songwriter and carved out a little niche in the this sort of beginning of uh alt country ish uh americana uh t- type vibe there uh him him and guys like um uh you know him Fred Eaglesmith and the uh, uh Lucinda Williams sort of rode this kind of like little this uh, razor's edge between no it's not country no it's not rock it's not southern rock it's it's really good but I, I, you know so they had they had to come up with a different name americana or whatever you like to call it but it's just good music that pulls in from a lot of uh, a lot of uh, um uh influences but uh john has a great line and i think we could all uh benefit from right now given the world situation and he has a line in a song where he says blow up your tv <laughs> and there it is you know, blow up your tv move to the country have a bunch of children eat a lot of peaches and that was his sort of advice to everybody so anyways uh rest in peace john prine done listen he was a great songwriter definitely had that uh toe in the line between country and rock and you know just different vibes I and mean, it's hard to categorize that stuff make up genres so that's 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 what in my opinion that's what happens where you can't think of what exactly is this now how can we make this marketable let's just tag them with something so yeah someone that was on that maybe old country uh genre for and in, in the in the early days of it yeah, for sure. Uh, you, uh, Keith, uh, you, we can hear you well, but visually you're frozen, or are you just sitting still? I don't know if he's sitting that still. <laughs> if you're sitting that still, dude, you could get like a job as like a mannequin. What about me? You're frozen in time, not your voice, just your image. <laughs> you Nobody still- wants to see me anyway, so I mean, once you can hear me. <laughs> That's true, we can so do you, So go ahead, what do you got next? I'm going to go with uh, one we can have. Gotta get to eventually. It's uh, his favorite son and one of my favorites, Neil Elwood Peart. This guy was the professor. He was the arguably the greatest drummer of all time. Uh, just leave that to your opinion. Uh, he wasn't the founding member. He was actually always the new guy in a band called Rush. He was their primary lyric writer, which is for to do. I couldn't write a lyric to save my life. So um, and he wrote, he was very private, intelligent person who just kind of lived and you know, in his way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just listen to the song Limelight and tells you basically what he's thinking of and that's how he approached everything and he was like he had a lot of tragedy in his life if you've known about the past and still came play every night through you know, towards the end unfortunately through a lot of a lot of pain going through a lot of problems and then succumb to cancer and, and just you know in january 7th i remember where i was at i was playing a gig on decatur street and i got a text from lou lombardi it said you know neil Peart died. i started crying I'll, I'll admit it like a little bitch <laughs> you little bitch uh that broke my heart I was actually uh, i was actually a fan for the next two songs trying to play some shitty you know, blues stuff that I was thinking to myself, this is terrible. I just <laughs> lost a iconic hero of mine who's when I was a kid, 
and I still couldn't understand what the hell he was playing was that poster on my wall, and I was just trying to hold my sticks like him. And when he's the traditional, I try to, and it was a lot of on, but then it's just and just listen to how he played and how he progressed, matured. That was one guy that never stood pat when it came to, all right, I'm a pretty good drummer. I'm going to stay right here and never know. Learning, he kept learning different styles of music and on to be, like I said, the greatest rock and roll drummer of all time. I think that one of the cool things about Neil was he was not only a musician, he was a music fan. He loved everything. Like he, you know, they were like. I mean, Rush was one of those bands that was really, you know, excited to hear bands like The Police and U2. Like those guys. Like when they heard those guys, they really like influenced them. You know, they really were like, you know, wanted to say, well, you know, what can we do with these, you know, this type of this type of sound and stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, he just was not one to sit on his laurels, man. He was like, but dude, the lyrics. See, to me, like as a songwriter, I think this is something that I don't think he gets really enough credit for it. it's like oh yeah he's a drummer and he also wrote a lyrics that's cool but i mean he's a really good freaking songwriter like amazing yeah, he's gonna write me chump change freaking uh, sixth grade juvenile lyrics just i mean he's putting some thought into these lyrics and he's definitely put it out there and he did me in a picture be prog rock or not bring song to life and like i said i don't think someone that you know knows i never had with uh i know of with drugs Hall, you never heard of it. I mean, sometimes they go out there writing song trees, but it's metaphoric. You know yeah. I mean, it's a lot of there's a lot of different things you go on, or a song like Red for Chest, you know, paints a picture. You can't imagine something in your mind listening to Red Barchetta. You got a problem. It's your Red Barchetta. I was gonna, it's like a lot of another song that we talked about earlier. Tonight. It's like Devil Went Down to Georgia. It tells a story, it's very cool. That's it's the same cool kind of story. thing. I mean, like you, there's a beginning, there's a middle, there's a climax, there's an end. You know, you're like you're the whole time you're like following along. Like, what's gonna happen? You know, I, I think uh, you know it's it's, it's freaking brilliant. But Neil Peart, man, um, I think we should get on to somebody else, right? Sure. You want to you want to talk about Eddie Van Halen? That's or? who I was gonna say okay, next. So, I mean, that was really the the. In our minds, I think the three of us here were like the, the two, most, those are the most prominent ones. Not that nothing against oh, we love all these other folks, but just in terms of our you know attention or whatever. This was the most devastating for me this year was Eddie Van Halen. Um, everybody knows him from Van Halen, um, one of the greatest guitar players in rock history, well known for popularizing the tapping guitar technique, not coming up with it, but popularizing it. Um, he uh, unfortunately died of a stroke. Um, at age 65, he was surrounded by his family, though, so he wasn't alone or anything. Um, and well, he had been sick. I mean, the, yeah, he had the stroke was the nail in the yeah, coffin. Right, right. Um, and uh, Wolfgang announced that uh, Van Halen, yes, would not be going on any further without him. So they of won't be. Not. They won't be. So to pay homage to that, they will not be continuing with the band. I Same think, like Led Zeppelin did. I think so. they should get a Mike Portnoy to play guitar. Right, Keith? <laughs> well, Keith's going to have a stroke now. Is, like, definitely a serious problem. I was affected, but I heard iconic players that are that, that caliber. But it is, I don't think Van Halen, the dude ever be word. He and Halen, the dude don't shut up. He's Every time I heard about someone, somebody or saying something, dude, no one even heard 
Eddie Van Halen's. And then you're just hanging out and you're talking shit the whole time. Hey, Keith. Hey. Keith. Keith, buddy. I'm going to, I think you should, I think you should hang up and call back in. You're, you, you frozen and we're, you're now you're now you're getting garbled, brother. Just, 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 just jump off and come back on. We'll let you right back on. I promise. I promise. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's it. We're having some, we have to apologize. Having some technical difficulties with, with the Hawk there. It happens sometimes. So, uh, um, Anybody? Do you want to? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> do you want me to continue? I don't have anything else on that. Do you want me talking about another person? I'm going to talk about another person. Oh, go ahead. Um, and maybe you can chime in on it. And I'm sure Keith will have something to say when, as soon as he gets back on. But let's let's talk about Kenny Rogers. Yeah, I have him on my list. Let's, why don't you go ahead and tell us about Kenny Rogers? <laughs> um, singer, songwriter, musician, actor, record producer, entrepreneur, um, country music hall of fame. Uh, Popular with the country audiences, but he also charted more than 120 hit singles across various music genres. He remade he remade his career and was one of the most successful crossover artists of all time. Um, he died from natural causes um, at 81 years old. He's, 81, like I mean, like look, man, if you got to go at he 81, he lived a good yeah, life. I mean, and you did all that stuff. Yeah, there's there's an even funny bit in um, there's a. F- we got Hawk back, I think, in a second. There's even a funny bit uh, on Seinfeld about that Kenny Rogers um, chicken. The chicken? I yeah, ate there a... one time. <laughs> I ate there one time because there used to be one on the way to Kennywood. It's a Taco Bell now. Oh, but geez. I ate there one time with my family. <laughs> Holy crap. And I'm like, Kenny Rogers, like the singer? And my mom's like, yeah, I like the singer. I'm like, wow. whoa, that's crazy. Keith, you there? Keith, come back to us. Now you're black. You're just a black uh, screen. Baby, come back. Keith, you come back. You guys having bad weather down there or something? Maybe this is going on. <laughs> I know. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, but he sang with Dolly Parton and many other people, and he's just fantastic. Uh, he had an interesting relationship with Lionel Richie, of all people. Really? They, yeah, he wrote songs that, uh, they. I mean, Lionel wrote, uh, um, what song did Lionel write for him? He wrote a song for him, and I, I'm sorry. I'm uh, spacing at the moment um, that Kenny had a big hit with. Uh, I'm going to do a quick Google search. All right. While you're doing that, I can also talk about Tony Lewis, just to digress a little bit. Um, He was the lead singer and bassist of the pop rock band The Outfield. Obviously, everybody knows his song or their song, Your Love. It's really all I have on him. It was a good song, kind of a one-hit wonder kind of deal, but... Everybody knows the song. It's probably going to be played at my birthday on Thursday. Let's just be real about it. Um, he died uh, in October, 62. No cause of death was given. I'm going to assume nothing really bad happened if they're not going to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, there's a co- some some comments here from Lionel Richie on uh, Kenny Aww. Rogers. That was a sweet photo. Was, the the song was Lady. You're my, I'm your knight in shining armor. Mm-hmm. And that's, I thought that that's what it was. But uh, it was written by Lionel Richie. And Kenny Rogers had a big hit with it. Oh, Beth Beth told us before you even did it. Beth on the podcast told us. <laughs> on the messages. It was, uh, yeah. That was a monster that hit. That is a great photo right there. Look at that. Yeah, there's a, if you go to heavy.com, there's a really touching photo of Kenny Rogers and Lionel Richie, you know, giving each other a hug on a stage. Very cool stuff. Keith, what's going on? You there? Keith! Cuckoo! 
Okay, we're having we're still having Keith issues, so hopefully we'll get the Hawk back here in a few minutes before we wrap up. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any anybody. I, I know there's a giant list. There's 167 people who passed away in the Isn't music industry that crazy? this year. Crazy. Yes. So there are quite a few. Um, there's also Bonnie Pointer from the Pointer Sisters. Um, uh, she was super famous for that, but she also did a couple of her own hits. Um, she did the disco cover of Heaven Must Have Sent You. Became a top 20 in the U.S. Um, she died from cardiac arrest, unfortunately, in June. Uh, Billy Joe Shaver, the famous uh, country singer-songwriter. Songs covered by Johnny Cash, the Allman Brothers, and Elvis Presley. <sighs> oh, Jorge Santana, Carlos's brother. Jorge. His name is Jorge. That's not Carlos's brother. It is. No, it's yes, not. Yes, it is. I swear to God. Look it up. It really is. Wow. <laughs> oh, I am a woman. Delta Dawn, Helen Reddy passed away. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, Beth said, this is not music related, but Alex Trebek. We did lose him, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, we have uh, Bonnie Point. Uh, Charlie Pride. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The first uh, black like kind of like gentlemen of country music. If you actually go to Wikipedia, you can actually put it in the search for the 2020 deaths in the music industry and it'll come up with 167 of them. It's crazy. It's kind of sad. I <laughs> mentioned earlier KT Oslin uh, who passed away. Keith Olsen, very famous record producer. I uh, worked with Fleet, Fleetwood Mac and Pet Benatar and a bunch of people passed away as well. Wow. Johnny Nat, I can see clearly now the sun is... Yeah. I, the rain has gone rather. Uh, Johnny Nash passed away as well. Oh, and Nino Morcone, the Italian film uh, score composer from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, mm. he passed away. There's a lot that weren't even ever brought up. Lyle because... Mays, pianist for um, Pat Metheny. I saw him play with Pat Metheny. Wow. There's a lot. There's It's a whole thing. Ian Mitchell, the Bay City Rollers. Yes, I had I had that on my big list here, obviously. We got a bunch of them here. Uh, it's just sad. Tony Costanza from Machine Head. He was in that band forever. Trini Lopez, who sang If I Had a Hammer and Lemon Tree. Ronald Bell from Cool in the Gang. Yep. That's who you meant when you were bringing up Cool in the Gang earlier. Oh, uh, uh, Tony Lewis. Mark Stone from Van Halen, the original bassist from 110 oh, years ago. Wow. Tony uh, Lewis from, oh, you mentioned Tony Lewis, right? From the outfield? Yes. You mentioned, okay, that's who you mentioned. Okay. Sorry, that was like fine. Oh, Bob, we should talk about Bob Cullick. Bruce Cullick's brother. Yeah. Yeah, he passed away. He was a guitarist, a producer, worked with Kiss, Lou Reed, and a bunch of other people. Oh, Pell Alsing from Roxette. I think he was the drummer oh, from Roxette. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, when I was I was upset when the lead singer died last year. Now it's like Paul, like it's the Pell. I think it's Pell. How you say that? Oh, Brian Howe, the second frontman for uh, Bad Company. Mm, mm-hmm. Gee whiz! There's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's been a bad year. You mentioned, you mentioned Peter Green, Andy Gill from Gang of Four, Clay Anthony from Junkyard. Jeez. He was in a car accident. Steve Farmer from Amboy Dokes, who, co- who co-wrote Cent- A Journey to the Center of the Mind. Justin Towns Earl, Steve Earl's son. And I do not believe that, that the cause of death has ever been disclosed. I believe he killed himself. We only have three more days, so let's hope. 
Oh, nothing else happened. Mac Davis died. Oh yeah, the yeah. Elvis guy. songwriter for Elvis Presley, and he had some hits in the seventies. It's crazy. Are you guys feeling really good now? You guys feeling really good? <laughs> oh, sweet Pete, sweet Pete Atkinson was the singer for for Was Not Was and a bunch of other things. But uh, famous uh, background vocal, sang on tons of people's records. Yeah, there's. It's just sad. So, anyways, um, I think we lost. Keith. I think we lost Keiths. There's some kind of. Uh, there's a glitch in the matrix. There's Maybe. a glitch glitch in the zoom tricks. But anyways, Keith, <laughs> we love you. Um, and I hope you're okay, man. I'm not sure what happened. But we're going to get the hell out of here. Um, it was a uh, fun podcast. Despite. Despite. The um, let me just pop over here. Let's see if there's any good things that happened on this day in music before we just lose our freaking minds. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Oh. What the, uh, let me see. What's going on here? Uh, Jimi Hendrix experience in this day in 1966 made their debut on the U- in the UK on the TV show Top of the Pops. Top of the Pops. Top of the Pops. Uh, on this day in 1973, Jim Croce, or Croce. However you want to say it. Uh, you know, uh, number one single uh, with, with the song Time in a Bottle. And I won't tell you the words that I used to sing to it. <laughs> um, and Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin appeared on the uh, appeared at the Civic Auditorium in Portland for their first North American tour, opening with for Vanilla Fudge wow. on this day in 1968. Shout out, happy birthday to Neil Giraldo, Pat Benatar, Mr. Pat Benatar, <laughs> right? Mr. Pat Benatar, Mr. Pat Benatar. <laughs> nice. um, <laughs> let's see who else we got. Uh, that's primarily the most. Uh, uh, famous, famous one that we have. Uh, um, oh, Cozy Powell, English rock drummer, played with everybody. Marianne, well, what Marianne am I doing? Mar- I must have scrolled the wrong way. Marianne Faithful, Rick Danko from the uh, from the band. Uh, so, guys, uh, happy birthday to all y'all, all y'all. Suddenly, I'm who well, I am from southwestern Pennsylvania. So. <laughs> that does make sense. All right, guys, uh, you want to go to wolfscustoms.online? Get your get a custom paint job done on that guitar, man. No sense in getting up there on YouTube or Facebook or whatever you're doing. Twitch, TikTok, all the things. Whatever you're doing and having a it's like the same stupid looking guitar. Check them out. Wolfscustoms.online. Uh, shout out to my brother uh, Keith the Hawk Hawkins. I don't know what happened. We had some technical difficulties, so we'll have to do a special podcast, Keith only podcast, <laughs> maybe uh, to just get the things. You guys straight can talk out. about Rush. Yeah, we can just do like all Rush. And all I'll day. take a nap. Seven hours of Rush. <laughs> And uh, we have Lily V6. And also, not only is the podcast on Thursday, not my podcast, my show on Thursday. It's my birthday on Thursday, New Year's Eve. There will be a party. You're not all invited. You have to have a VIP. Lou has a VIP. He's coming in. But you gotta have a VIP if you want to be with me. <laughs> if you're staying home between the hours of 6 and 8 on Thursday, listen to the uh, show. It's Hot Licks with Lily 6 on RockRageRadio.com. <laughs> Hot Licks. Um, yeah, guys, we whittled away yet another podcast hour. Oh, and our, of course, to our uh, affiliate there, Rock Rage Radio. Go to rockrageradio.com, download the app. You can listen not only is but some great music 24-7. Check it out. It's totally free. Totally free. So if like you're really broke, you lost your job or whatever, you know, your business hasn't reopened yet, you can get still hear great guitar driven rock 24-7. Check it out. All right, guys, have a wonderful 
if you are listening to Sun Rock, let me see, they are this on what? Sundays. Sundays, so it's after the New Year. So it's already after the New Year. So you can pretend. That means you get another two days where you can go celebrate all over again, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay, you get drunk again. <laughs> so um, anyways, uh, for the rest of you, uh, Happy New Year, and we'll see you all in 2021 with some great podcasts. We've got some new stuff coming up. You guys are really going to like it. Have a great one. Love you guys. Keith, Lily, thank you, and we'll see you all on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. No. What? I wanted to turn the music up at the end. And I can't find the damn link. No. I hate when that happens. Oh my god. It's hiding somewhere. Oh, okay. All right, guys. See ya. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.